Welcome back to the Sower Seeds Podcast with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will firmly root you in the gospel of God's truth and love. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast. Welcome to our program today. We really want to continue on with what we were talking about last week. We were looking at a verse in Isaiah 61, and it was talking about beauty for ashes. The Lord himself, Jesus himself, used this verse to announce his ministry. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Isaiah 61. And how that the Lord had anointed him to bring good news to the meek and bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the favorable year of the Lord, really. And to appoint unto them, listen, to, this is verse 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And we talked about that a lot in that episode that we called Beauty for Ashes. And we're going to continue today as a second part, but we're going to use another verse. Because what this verse in Isaiah 61 is talking about is the restoration of your soul, your body, your whole person. It's restoration that we're talking about. And I wanted to look more deeply into this and make it more personal because this is what matters. This word has to matter to you in a personal way. How does it affect us? And this beautiful verse that I came upon during the week really just brings this forward even more. And it extends what we were talking about. It's in Joel, in Joel, the second chapter and the 25th verse. The Lord is talking here. He was talking to the people and he was telling them to turn and to repent. And he was showing them the benefits of turning to God. And that's what this verse brings out here. The, the verse reads like this. This is Joel 2 and 25. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locusts, my great army that I sent among you. You will eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. And that's important. So that's two verses there, verse 25 and 26 in the second chapter of Joel. And as I got to thinking about this and I was praying in my own life about the years that have been lost to some sort of devastation, some sort of trouble, it's like being robbed over and over and over again. There's a verse in John 10.10, 10, and you should remember this verse. It's easy because it's just John 10.10. 10. It says, a thief comes not except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I, Jesus is talking here, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So again, he's always talking about giving life and restoring life. If a person is in poverty and they are taken out of poverty, any kind of poverty, by the way, be it financial or just emotional or in any other way. And Jesus restores that person. You're going to see a smile on their face. You're going to see resources in their hands. You're going to see that they're capable of doing things. They're restored. And whatever they lost, the Lord somehow, some way or another, will give back to them even better than they had before. 
And this is what restoration in God's hands, anyway, is about. And consider what the Lord is saying here. So I will restore to you the years. Listen to that. The years that the locust has eaten. Now, it defines these locusts in like four different ways. And in the Hebrew, nobody actually really knows the identity of these locusts. So most of these translations will say something like this. But they do know that it's a locust, like a grasshopper, a locust, something like this that chews away. And you've seen this before, probably in nature, where these locusts come and they just destroy an entire forest. And they don't necessarily do it overnight. They'll do it over a period of time, but they'll just destroy it. And this is a picture that the Lord is showing here that the years, can you hear that? Because this is not something that you just went through over a month or two. or This is years of loss, is what he's saying and that he would restore it. The Lord is making a promise here that when we turn to him, when we give our lives to him, this is one of the many, many promises in the Bible. And he's saying he will personally, he's saying, I will, not you, not your friends, not your church, not your pastor. No, I will. The Lord's talking. I will restore to you the years that have been stolen from you, chewed away by the enemy himself, by just the way life sometimes goes, a life that isn't walking closely with the Lord, and there's loss. Maybe there was a sickness, something came about, and it just stole from you. I've had so much devastation come and hit my life, and I was thinking about it over the last 35 years, what has happened. There's been tremendous loss, tremendous tragedies, and you feel the weight of it. You feel the loss as you get on through the years and these things happen, you feel this loss. And sometimes you don't realize that God is saying, I'm going to restore that to you. Think about your own life. What have you lost? And I don't want you to dwell on it, by the way, because I don't want you to get in the frame of mind where you're saying, oh, I lost this and I lost that. That's not the point here. But you know for a fact the things that have happened over the years. A child gets sick. A husband is lost. A wife is lost. Something happens. You, you lose your home, you lose something, is lost and it's huge. A family member is lost. Something happens and it hurts and it hurts for years. Or you couldn't get ahead. You tried to start a business and it failed. There's many ways that losses have occurred. Some of them are understandable and some of them are just difficult to comprehend at all. But God here is saying, I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. And here he's saying, I'll, you'll have plenty to eat and be satisfied. But this is a broad statement. He's saying, I'm going to provide for you everything you need and you're going to have it in plenty. He wants to restore your life and he wants you to have it abundant. And I'm not necessarily talking about five cars and TVs and things. You, I'm sure the Lord wants to bless you with the good things as well. I'm not turning that down either, but it goes deeper than this because the losses hurt in your heart. They hurt in your soul. They affect the way you think. And the Lord wants to restore to you this faith in him, this believing in him that he is good and that he's going to heal whatever hurts, bind up the brokenhearted, to open the eyes of the blind, naturally and figuratively, to open the ears of the deaf, naturally and figuratively, to set you free. This is what he's talking about in Isaiah 61. And this is what he's talking about in Joel 2. This is the nature of God. And Jesus says it in John 10.10. 10, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So have you experienced loss? Have the years of trouble 
raising kids or whatever it was where there was loss after loss. The years he's saying he'll restore, it got me praying about the years that we've experienced loss. Things that I know just wasn't really God's plan. It wasn't his way. It was the way of the enemy. That's why John 10.10 is important. We need to understand God isn't the one that's banging you over the head, causing you to get sick and causing car accidents and sickness and all these things. He came to heal those things. That's what Isaiah 61 is saying. He came to preach good news, good tidings, to bind up the brokenhearted, to open the eyes of the blind. This is what he's saying. But things nonetheless do happen, and they steal from us. And like I said earlier, directly from the work of Satan or just the way this world works. And I just hope you understand where I'm going here. Things happen in life that take away what God had planned for good, but God can turn it around. That's why Paul said, all things work together for the good to them that love God. Even the things that the enemy meant for evil, God can, in his wisdom, turn around for good. Consider the simplicity of what I'm saying here, where the Lord is saying, so I will restore to you the years. This is a major statement. I know some of you have been through divorces. Some of you have been through difficulty with your children. They hate you for some reason, and they've just walked out of your lives, and it hurts. Those things weren't God's plan. And again, maybe somebody got in a car accident. Maybe somebody got sick and it was difficult and it drained you of your resources and your, your emotions. And God takes us through those things. But here he's saying he wants to restore you too. This is the one part we seem to forget or we don't even know. And the Lord is saying, I'm so good that no matter what happened, whether it was your decision to do something that caused trouble in your life and land you in jail or you were addicted to something or you just got in trouble or you lost a spouse or whatever because of your doing, the Lord is still saying, if you come to me and look to me, I'll restore you. No matter what you did, I will restore you. It may take time, it may take some doing, but I will restore you. This is what he's saying here, that no matter what happened, no matter the reason, God is merciful. And this is the core of this message, I believe, because when Jesus came on the scene, he healed and touched people's lives by the thousands. And he didn't go through each one and say, well, why are you in this circumstance? And why are you, why did this happen to you? He didn't even go there. He healed them, all of them. Anybody who came to him, he healed them. You didn't see him accuse anybody of anything. He just healed them. This is the goodness and the nature of God. This is the good news of the gospel that Jesus is here to heal and to save, no matter your circumstances. He's saying here, I'll restore the years. Many people come to the Lord and they have years of just trouble, addictions, problems, or just losses. And Christians are experiencing great losses. They don't walk in the victory that we could walk in. And therefore, we sometimes lose and we fail and we fall and we struggle. And God is not accusing you. He's saying, I'm here to restore the years that the enemy has chewed away at your life. He's willing and able to restore it. Now that is something to think about. And one of the things in Joel that I want to point out is that usually this kind of chewing away at your life that he's talking about, the losses, 
the poverty, the pain, the hurt, maybe you went bankrupt, something, it leaves people feeling ashamed. When I was younger and had six kids in tow, I went bankrupt and lost my home. And to say that didn't cause shame, it did cause shame. And I know many others who, who lost their homes or lost something or lost their jobs or, or lost a spouse to divorce and, and, and the kids just don't like them anymore. And it brings shame or somebody falls in a sin. They're a Christian, but they get weak and they fall and they're so ashamed. And you know what Jesus is saying? No, it wasn't right to do that, but you're not to live in shame. Come back to me and I'll give you rest. I'll give you comfort and I will restore the years that have been lost to these things. Maybe you had a temper. I'll tell you, the Lord is working differently here today. Maybe you had a terrible temper and you blasted that temper out at your spouse or your kids or the people that work under you in your business and you hurt these people. And then you've come to the realization that what you've done, so you are ashamed. You know, being ashamed a little bit can work in your favor because it'll turn you to God, but to be overly ashamed will work against you. This is why this beautiful scripture says in Joel 2, look at it, verse 26, the, it ends with saying, and my people shall never be put to shame. In another scripture, the Lord is saying, you will forget the shame of your youth. The Lord doesn't want us walking in shame. The enemy would love for you to walk in shame because you did something wrong years ago. And he'll remind you of it every chance he gets. But when you come to Christ, you are a new creature. Old things have passed away. All of it. He has separated your sins, your past sins, and all sins as far as east is from west. And here the Lord is saying, I will restore to you. He's personally telling you that he himself will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. So that picture of the locust eating something is really varied. It can mean anything that has brought destruction in your life of some sort, whether it was your fault or something that just happened that made your life just very difficult. And he's saying, I want to restore and I will restore to you personally the years the Lord knows everything that happened to you, going back as far back as you could remember. He remembers every single bit of it, and he cares about it, and he's willing to heal whatever happened to you when you were three, and he'll heal whatever happened to you when you were five, six, or seven years old. Something that a brother or a sister or a parent said to you, something that somebody in school said to you, to rob from you, to make you feel that you're ugly, or you're not pretty, or you're not capable that you're too scrawny, you're not good enough, you're not big enough, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough, you're dumb, you can't read. All of these things happen to most of you, and some of them stuck, and you identified with it. The enemy loves to do that to people, and God will restore that too. This is why he said, I'll restore the years. This runs deep, brothers and sisters, and this is a nature of the God you serve and love. He is right there, right with you, looking straight in your eyes and saying, I will restore to you everything that has broken your heart and hurt you. I'll heal it. And that's your starting point. And you know he can give you a plan B. Maybe you lost a tremendous amount somehow in a business you lost. And who knows if you'll get all that back, but he will give you a plan B and he'll restore and give you something different, maybe better for your life, whatever the case may be. Even there, he will start to restore your life. But I'm predominantly talking about the pain that sits in our hearts 
because of something that somebody said or something that happened that just limited our lives. And the Lord is saying, I want to restore that. What is that? And brothers and sisters, maybe it was a dream you had that God did put in your heart. You may have wanted to be an author and you just, you just, no, there's no way. You may have wanted to be a nurse or a doctor or some sort of thing. And something came along and just robbed it out right from underneath your feet. And the lack of confidence and the pain and the embarrassment made it such that you didn't want to go back and try again. Put it in God's hands and say, Lord, what is it that you do want from me? And the dreams that are in my heart, are they, are they from you or are they just me? But the dreams that belong there that God gave you is something he will carry you through. He will give to you. Go slowly with it. Test to see, is this, is this God working in my life? And when you begin to really know in your own heart that, yes, this is what the Lord has always wanted for me, then take a step forward. Let him, you know what I like about this verse? He takes the restoration out of your hands. You come to God and say, Lord, I've known you for a while, but my life is just broken. And he's saying, you don't have to fix that. I will if you'll just let me. This is very powerful. This, is a, this scripture is very, very powerful. And it's a promise. He's saying, I will restore. I love that. I walked away from this verse and prayer. I said, Lord, this one's yours. You're going to restore what I can't restore. I've tried to restore some things in my life and I can't. He'll do it. And I love this verse because it's a promise. And it's a promise for you. This is beauty for ashes. That's what it means. The oil of joy for mourning. That's what this means. He's going to take your pain and your sorrow. We read that recently. He said he has borne our griefs and our sorrows. And he's going to give you beauty for ashes. I'm going to restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. Whatever that means in your life, I'm pretty sure it's clear to you now. And God is saying here, I will restore to you the years. In other words, he'll make it good again. He'll restore you in such a way as if it never happened. And yes, you'll have the memory of it. But believe me, if you allow God, he will restore you better the second time than it was the first. It's always his way. And most believers don't believe this. This is very sad. So take it slow and look at this and say, Lord, what does this mean in my life? And help me allow you to restore to me the years that the enemy has robbed from me in some way or that life has robbed from me in some way. You may have lost a farm. You may have lost something that was precious to you, a business, friends. This is so good. This is a promise, brothers and sisters. And I'm going to leave it here. And I'm just going to read this verse again in Joel. It's really something that I hope you keep in your hearts just always. But the Lord is saying, so I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. And I'm going to go to verse 26 and where it says, And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. God never wants you shamed. And this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, which is you. Thank you for listening today. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I really do. I know it's been a great blessing to me. Please share this program with somebody else. And please leave reviews also on your podcast app so that other people will see that and start to listen. So thank you again. God bless you. And we will see you next time.